Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 978 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Ben Funky Askren. And filling in for Bachelor Party JD is a man who had the wildest Bachelor Party, probably of all of us. John Kozak, the Reverend, Father Kozak. Is JD still alive? Are we certain on this? Have we heard from him? I was texting with him last night. He was good. Um, okay. I don't know if that that how much that duel helped, um, but <laughs> but yeah, that happened. What a duel! What a match! Uh, it's probably going to dominate the entirety of the show, show as as well it should. Um, first, you got to congratulate Iowa. I mean, they they took a they did it in a way that if you if you say that hey man they they split between twenty five and thirty three, it's like man this is going to be really tough for them. And they they did a they got real strategic with seventy four and eighty four and it ultimately won is a big part of of what won them the duel. Um, man, I say, and I want to say my co host Christian Piles he had a plan. Yeah, they executed. But the, our second part of our plan, the Cyclones didn't listen to us. Hawkeyes listen. listen to this show. Cyclones don't because I I sure think they could have put Knockboard in, in at eighty four and then slid. Uh, Feld came up to 97 and probably got a better result than what they did. If Noctaburn goes at 84, you could reasonably say he loses by decision there to Arnold. Sure. They, and had, they had three overtime matches last Feldkamp, year. Feldkamp, for sure, is a huge favorite against, against huge. Glazier. And then you win. Well, you probably win. You know, uh, Younger kind of boringly just dominated Hill with no real reason to push for a tech or a pin. But if yeah. if that was re- what was required, he probably gets it. But at the end of it, you know, th- there's a lot of questions. Like, did Iowa just take it? Did Iowa State blow it? Did the refs have too much of a say where there were some insanely close, tough calls? This, this duel really had a little bit of everything. Um, yes. Do we want to start just going weight class order, or do you want to start with kind of like the big things that are top of your mind, Ben? Uh, so you get too mad at me when I get too aggressive sometimes. So uh, wherever you want to start, I'm happy with starting. Um, I watched, you know what, It was I, I had practice while this was going on, and I had, it up, I had it up in the back, and a lot of the kids were being highly distracted. I'd yell at them and say, listen, we're in practice. I get to watch a little bit. You guys, you guys got to get to work. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but I did go back and watch 25 because I missed that one, and I went back um, and I rewatched all the really close stuff because there, like I said, there was close calls at 41 and 57. Um, and I, you know, I think people are are um, very complimentary of the Hawkeyes winning, but then also it's like this could have easily been like doomsday for the Hawkeye if Real Woods loses and he was potentially a loss, right? I mean, we Tyler, you can put this picture up. And if Chidham beats Frannick, this is like, oh my God, for the Hawkeyes, right? That's their two best guys that are going down. And then Kelly Endelak was non-competitive with Carr. That's their three best guys. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not good. So that's that's the Chidham one. The other one is Etchemindia Woods that I think he... Uh, Shoot, I can't see it on my screen, Tyler. Can you uh, share with me also? the other one in. But I, I think the big question here for those two takedowns, so let's start there. Etchemindia, sure. Woods, and Chittam, Frannick. So the, the question is, you, you can screenshot it all you want, and the screenshots 100% show takedown criteria being met. But yes. reaction time exists and is a thing, and there's not 
there's no more no reaction time takedowns. I think that they were a little confused on that. All right, so let me ask you about this. I I, okay. I probably need to get the exact verbiage of. Do you have the exact verbiage of the rule up? No. React. Okay. What rule? But I, are you reaction talking about reaction time? time? So reaction time is nondescript. If there's no set amount of time, it's so it's, okay. It's, it's totally so I mean, subjective. to me, what reaction time is then, Christian, is when someone very quickly goes into a takedown criteria and then comes out of it, right? And, you know, I was very... I thought the, like the hand touch from rear standing was really stupid last year when people would roll or something, um, and they would still call the takedown. But So does this mean, for example, that you can't get a takedown with one second left because the guy might have reacted after, right? Like, or... Because that's what it does, like... Reaction time to me means they went into the takedown criteria. They, the ref was almost about to call two or did call two, and then or three, and they came out of it really quickly, like a Granby roll, or you know they pulled back and dig, dug an underhook as they spun, and the ref said, "No, you know what? Uh, I, I called it too fast. I wave it off. Reaction time." Like, what does so, it mean to you? I think the real, the real Etchemendia example is the primary example of why we have reaction time. The exact moment Etchemendia hit takedown criteria. Real stood up and had no points of contact on the mat other than feet. He wasn't on a knee anymore. He didn't have a hand on the mat. He oh, so he was on a knee for a split second. I well, said, I see that screenshot. That, that's the, yeah, yeah, that's well. That's what I just said. I said the moment Etchemendia gets that takedown criteria, that it's a split second. He's in that, and Real immediately stands up. Immediately, right. that's exactly the no reaction time takedown. So a year ago, that would have been too, but that's the exact <clears throat> scenario that they wanted to get rid of. And so I think in that one, the real Etchemendia, I don't think that was a, a, a takedown beyond reaction time. There's no way. If you watch that in real time, and even if you pause, go, pause, go, pause, go, real gets his knee off the mat. The second, pretty quick. the second he gets by, less than, and I say the second because that's just kind of how it, it was a millisecond that he was behind. Yeah. Um, so I think that's exactly why they have that rule. Now, if you want to talk about Chittum, and Frannick, I'm, I'm not as... It, that looked like a concession of a takedown from Frannick. He was I, on his yeah. knees. He didn't fight to clear. Now, how much time was on the clock is the next question. Um, but let's, let's hold it 141 for a little bit because this match was, okay. uh, was as yeah, the kids say, a movie. He didn't do what we said. He just bought him. Right? And then Etchemendi got two stall warnings to get the point to tie it up because Etchemendi wasn't going to bottom, which is smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that I guess that was, to me, that was kind of a story also was how much more aggressive Iowa State was. They really came to wrestle. I think the stat was there's 13 stall calls against Iowa and zero against Iowa State, which is kind of like, holy crap, is that real? Uh, and I didn't go back to confirm all of them are real. You know, one of the things um, streaming services need to do, whether it's Flow or ESPN, Sometimes you cannot see the ref's hand, yeah. right? It's like it's like this, and you're not exactly certain what he's doing. Sometimes the whole body's out. They need to flash when there's a stall warning. It needs to be flashed on the bottom of the screen to make certain that everyone knows. Hundred percent, I agree with that. I think we, you had to derive, you had to con- make context clues and put it together with the first real woods Etchemendia stall call, which was I would say non-conventional. It's not typical, but. In the spirit of the rule, I thought it was probably right on. I thought yeah. Real was not, and I just couldn't believe it. I thought we'd see a more assertive Real Woods, especially early. Didn't push for a takedown in the first period at all, which normally you'll see him come out hard. And you got to give credit to Etchemendia to a degree there. Absolutely. Um, and then he was coming on like crazy at the end. And then, 
you know, Coach Coach Dresser talked about it, and I, th- I think he was very accountable in the moment. But just a bad read on uh, Echemendia after that exchange. Oh yeah. For sure, Echemendia is coming, but he's coming out of necessity. He's going after him, after him, after him, hard, hard. He emptied the tank there, going for that takedown. Yeah. The yeah, challenge yeah. not only gives him a little bit of time, um, but but also may, maybe they throw up the three and say, "Hey, yeah, the takedown," because. The other thing, yeah, there's a decent got, chance of that. There really the other, is. The other thing we haven't talked about is the fact that the side official tapped the official with one second on the clock. And that was weird. You you don't really, in all the chaos of the end of that match and regulation, you don't realize that 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 tap from the side judge comes early, and that they wrestled because the the camera wasn't on the action to show that they wrestled a final one second the before out, yeah. overtime. So. Bad. Yeah, that was weird. That was that they they actually went and wrestled that one second. That was strange. Yeah, so I don't know what the official thought was happening. I don't know if he's got the because they wear those watches that buzz. Is but hmm. but there was time on the clock because they wrestled another they wrestled second. Another second. Yeah, and you could even hear the announcer say like, "Oh, there's a, there's a second left," which is like you never see him. <laughs> you never see him stop the uh, stop the clock there the match there yeah. so yeah i don't know what he was doing it was yeah so yeah the, what the, a what a redemption of anthony etchemendia though because this is a guy who um i mean i thought we thought you know four, four years ago or something it was it was quite a while ago now we thought this guy's gonna be really really freaking mm-hmm. good and he kind of it never came to fruition he's kind of all over the place uh you know he was at Ohio state now he's at iowa state then at iowa state even last year he was kind of like Around. Um, or maybe he wasn't even, I, I was, he, it says unattached, so um, I'm not sure, maybe he was gray shirting or something to that effect, but you know, he wasn't great and then wrestles the number one guy in the country, and the consensus number one, not like a questionable number one, like everyone thinks Real Woods is the guy to win a national title since the is graduating, wrestles him to overtime, it's freaking crazy, yeah, he lost to, he lost to Rat, Ratchy last year, who is a non-starter and he lost to Cameron Robinson last year Mm-hmm. Right, so this is a guy we were writing off, and he meant that was a freaking really impressive performance. Yeah, he didn't write back. Uh, he he looked really <laughs> good. Uh, that's not my line. Someone else, I forget who said that. I saw a lot you of can questions. Steal it. That's okay. Do you feel like he's a, a title contender now, or do you need to see you need to see more from him? I think it's going to be so tough to navigate the tournament with no mag game. That's what I'm saying. I think it's be tough. I think on a one off, we we know he can beat. But you got to put five together, and everything has to go right for you to be able to choose neutral and not. Uh, yes. and, and maybe we'll start. You know, it's something to monitor. But, like, so it, here's the thing: pragmatically, it makes sense for for him to go neutral. For almost everyone to go neutral against Real Woods. It re- right? well, yeah. The the one point just not is not worth it anymore. And it does. I mean, you know, one of the scenarios I brought up played out in the Gabe Arnold match: two escapes versus a takedown. That's tied match last year. Now mm-hmm. Gabe Arnold wins because of that. Um, so it doesn't make sense to go bottom if you don't need to. And Gabriel did not choose bottom, right? Last year, he probably chooses bottom. And, and if he gets to escape, he wins 3-2. If he gets written out, he loses 3-2. This year, not the case. Um, but for Echemendia, I guess just because we didn't see it, and Woods is, of all the competitors in the 141-pound field, he's probably the biggest threat on top. I think maybe you can make an argument for maybe Brock Hardy or something. Mm-hmm. But um, they've gotten Bastida better on bottom. So how do we know that we know uh, Echemendia hasn't got a good not even not I don't even need him to get away against everybody, right? But if he gets away against most people, 
then I think he's going to beat most people. I agree. I, and that is, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, I'm saying most of the country should choose neutral against Real Woods. So we can't say yes. he chose neutral, he can't get away from anyone. Uh, that, that is, that is a, a fair question. I, I thought another thing tactically, should Real... So when Real chooses bottom, he, he's just trying to get one point, right? Why not, why not put yourself in, in your best position? Real Woods' best position in wrestling is the yes. top position. Why would he not choose to be there? And especially, where's Echemendia's strongest position? On his feet. So you're yes. getting escaped so you can go back to this guy's best position. Or you can choose top. I'm sorry, I don't think Echemendia gets away. And, and worst case scenario, you, you bent two minutes of riding time going into, into yeah. the third period. Yeah. Um, yeah. In all not, likelihood, not decision, he probably gets, in all likelihood, he probably gets a, a turn. But I think worst case scenario, I, I think he rides him out. Right, and then you're in the exact same position. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, he won the match, and that's something we've seen Real be able to do. He's had he's had some dominant wins, and he's had to grind some out. That Brock Hardy Big Ten match was just a. He can win pretty, and he can win ugly, and I think that's what's going to make Real so tough to beat in March this year with Andrew Lira's out. Um, but yeah, Etchem India is going to be someone who. You know, he's probably not going to get... He may not get a great seat at NCAAs because I think he's going to drop some, but he's going to be freaking some people out when he... Yeah, I, I don't know about 10. that, Christian. I'm going to say I'll, I'll wait and see on that. You know, I don't think there's... I, maybe he's a different dude. I mean, someone who can wrestle real woods that close, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a decent chance no one else can beat him. Well, would, you know, would you, I mean... You would not be saying that, that about Dylan D'Amelio. You would not be saying that. And Dylan all... what. Dylan's takedown was, I think, more controversial and closer than Anthony's. And you're not saying that. You would not say sure. that about Dylan. So okay, and Dylan has fair. way more way more data on him and pro- way more positive data. This is just a close loss for Anthony. So I, I have to disagree. Yeah. I, I think we got to see a lot more and, uh, to show that Anthony has really arrived um, to that level. I, and I'm saying he can go with anyone, and we just saw it yesterday. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Echemendia did beat Swiderski in their wrestle-off. Yep. So, I mean, that's another that point too. of data. And I was thinking about it. He, I feel like he's going to be a lot like younger Bastida two years ago, whereas, like, he's just going to be so much better than people on their feet where you feel like he's going to be, I mean, I could see him finishing top five for sure. His aggression yes. was really impressive. Um so that was, that was Iowa State wrestle hard, man. That's that's a, kind of in every match. Um, you know, even the ones they lost. You know, even Ayala Terakina, which I was probably the most convincing solid win for Iowa. Terakina was coming at him in the third period and get you know gave up a late takedown to lose seven two. But Iowa State was just the whole duel really aggressive, moving forward, taking more attacks. Um, I thought it was, you know, everyone's crapping on them because they lost, but I actually thought it was like a kind of good performance by them with a few bad outcomes. It, it was a mixed bag for both teams, in my opinion. Yeah, and I thought that's there were fair. some performances for Iowa that you're like, man, that's that's not encouraging, and there were some performances for Iowa State. I'm like, nah, that's not great either. Which so, which would you say is the worst performance for Iowa State? Broderson, by far. I told you he was a bum. <laughs> I told you that last week. What are we talking about here? He wasn't well, good at 74, 84, and all of a sudden he's going to be top 15 at 197? Come on. Well, that's a total straw man by you. No one said he's top 15. All, the only conversation is can he beat well, Zach Well, Glazer's Glazer. 22. Glazer was 22. 
Okay. What? Well, you said he's gonna beat Glazier easy. No, I did not say he's gonna beat Glazier easy. Uh, I think go rewind the tape. I think you said it's gonna be easy. No, um, I did think Broderson would win. I thought he had had more wins against better wrestlers, but this was a. I think most people thought yeah. this was a total toss up. Um, so he, he I didn't, didn't expect a lot of Broderson, but so if you go, everyone except him. Uh, you know what? And that was a great performance by Arnold, but Feldkamp, and Feldkamp is kind of limited in, in effect. He doesn't attack legs really well. Um, and Arnold was great with our body defense. But besides that, like, I thought most of the uh, Cyclone performances were uh, pretty solid for the skill level that they're I mean, at. I, the, the Feldkamp thing, that would be my second. Um, yeah. You're a returning All-American against a true freshman mm-hmm. 174-pounder. And did he hit a knee one time for an attack? But I don't think that's in his skill set, which is that's uh Well that's that's alarming. I, I and I agree. It is. I agree. I, I think but he didn't Gabe's a fire hydrant, right? You're not gonna move him yeah. easily. And he kept I felt like he just didn't change up tactics. He's another one. No. Where what is Gabe this is a you know, I th- you think about this in football, like you know, what what does the other team not want you to do? They don't want you to go for it on fourth down. They do not yeah. want to see Will Feldcamp tar- take top against you. And then we're yeah. trying to get an escape. I don't. I don't get. Well, especially for, when you're losing. If it was if it was one zero, that's a different story. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry if it was zero zero. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Uh, but but even even still, it's your it's your scoring opportunity. Now maybe Gabe can't be ridden. He he might be tough to ride. But it would Probably stand is, to yeah. reason Felcamp. That's his position of advantage because what. What I said before is why they should bump it up. I said I think Gabe's probably better on his feet than Feldcamp. Now, yeah. he's going to have this advantage on the mat, but you have to take advantage of your advantage. And I think yeah. so many times we, they fall into this conventional wrestling blueprint for how you win a match. Get your point. I don't, I don't auto bottom. I don't get it, uh, especially when you're an elite top wrestler. We talked about it a lot with Spencer yeah. Lee and him taking bottom a lot. And in the NCAA semis, he took top, and it put him back in the match against Ramos. Um, So I think people should think more about going top, especially in matches like that. And it's easy to look back on it and and say it. You know, it's it's the definition of Monday morning quarterbacking. But it is not Monday morning quarterbacking that Will Feldkamp's best position is top and that Gabe Arnold is a true freshman 174-pounder. It is not Monday morning quarterback that – Real Woods is the best top 141 wrestler in the country. And he's going against a guy that has been wrestling folk style for five years. So yeah. I, I think th- there's a difference. Um, yeah. um, so, hey, yeah, with Feldkamp, Feldkamp's going to experience, there's this thing that uh, a lot of people in the gate or don't, don't consider. Um, so Feldkamp essentially, I don't want to say he was a nobody, right? But he was wrestling at Clarion. He wasn't someone people were hyping up. And a lot of college coaches probably weren't paying attention to the style he wrestled or the things that he were he was doing. Absolutely. And now he All-American, and he's at Iowa State, and people are paying attention. And his style is relatively specific. So coaches are going to pay attention and say, what what are his limitations? And they're going to try try to take advantage of those limitations. And he, he does not have a good leg attack, and that is probably going to be a, a problem for him. And Gabe is not going to volume attack and put himself in compromised positions. We've seen Correct. in two matches against two All-Americans, Gabe Arnold picked his spot, executed, and said, come get it. And yeah. he does a good job at holding center. He does a good job 
uh, you know, at, at kind of limiting the match to he makes the match happen where he wants it. And Felkamp yeah. didn't put the match where he wanted it. And um, I, I think you give a lot of credit there. And I, I want to transition to what does Wait, Iowa Can I ask do? you one question before my ADHD kicks in? Mm-hmm. Just, just, just give me 10 seconds. Yeah. Where, where's, where's Matt Singleton at? Uh, what? The NC State guy? Yeah, because they don't have a good 174. And Singleton beat Arnold at the junior trials last year. And then I was like, where the hell is Singleton? I haven't seen him this Pretty year. Pretty sure he had surgery. Yeah, he, oh. I think he broke his hand. He was wrestling with a broken hand at U20 uh, Worlds. Yeah. Okay. I, I think he's, he's, right. he's redshirting this yeah. year. All right. Back to Iowa State. There we go. <laughs> Boy, that was an aside. But he's good. Singleton's good. He is. Legit. Yeah. Uh, so, now, what does I... So, Gabe weighed in heavy. Like, he weighed in at, like, 82, I believe. Hmm. So, Whoa. He, he can't go back down to 74 anytime soon. This... Uh, it's not safe. What do you mean? <laughs> the weight dissension. Yeah, it would be Looks unsafe. like, what, one and a half percent per week, so that would be, like, three weeks, maybe? Yeah. Three-ish maybe, weeks? Maybe so. Um, I I think they're going to strongly consider redshirting Gabe this year, um, though I don't know if it's the, the move or not. Um, and and does, does Kennedy, the question is, does Kennedy's performance maybe make you second-guess that decision? I think potentially, but on the other side of, of the coin, Kennedy clearly was, he was coming off of some sort of a procedure, right? And how much time had he spent on the mat? I, I mean, seeing Patrick Kennedy gas like that was oh my we, god! We've never seen. I mean, off a cliff he broke. Bro, he, well, he let's gas. talk about that. He gets the takedown with 16 seconds left. I think it was, yep. and he didn't cut him. Well, so I, I didn't. I didn't listen to uh, dressers. Did they think he was tied? Like, no. what? What was their plan there? They thought they had riding time, is what Coach Dresser said. <laughs> so they, and what people aren't talking about, maybe they are, but he almost turned him with that. Almost, he tip. did almost turn him with that crab ride. It was crazy close. So yes, I thought was. that was, you, you know, and everyone is kind of like hyper focused on on that. And Kennedy was broke as it comes, but it there there is a what is the delta between likelihood he cuts Kennedy earns the escape, which is a period of time that has to occur, and gets the takedown, or he gets a turn. There's a percentage chance he gets a turn. There's a percentage chance he cuts and gets a takedown. I don't think the difference there is as big as people are maybe people are maybe making it look like they literally chose not to win the match by. By keeping him down, right. Coach Dresser admitted it was a blunder, but there, there's a there's a chance he gets a turn there. Ooh, uh, dude, the chances he he gets a takedown there. I mean, did you see how bad that Kennedy fell over on that last takedown? Yeah, there was nothing left. He nothing. he spent it all. There was the, he cuts him. He cuts him. Uh, I, I'm almost 100 percent he's getting that takedown. Watching my son's reaction to that match cracked me up the whole time. What did he do? He just kept screaming, what is he on? What is he on? Is what does he... that mean? What is he on? What do you mean? He, he thinks he, he's like, he said, is he drunk? <laughs> he li- I don't think he's, he's never, I don't think he's ever seen someone break like that. Uh, in just in his you know, young life. I don't think he sees, he just thought something happened to this guy. Or was like, no, that's just, sometimes he had the that coronavirus, Caleb. Couldn't stand <laughs> up no more. <laughs> he could not believe it. He kept, he's like, He's like, Caleb would just, after he won, he's like, he was just like this. Like, as he kept, like, imitating how he <laughs> fell down. 
I'm like, bro, he's he's been off the mat. Okay, he's so small. but hold on, Christian. Surely, despite the fact that he may have been suspended for a match or two, surely he's still training. How but, is he training and getting that? I mean, he's got to be sick or cutting weight or. But he, it doesn't make sense. He cut weight because he wrestled sixty five last year. Like, well, I said, it, ben, it takes a lot to get that tired. He he he's had a procedure. He'd been off the mat with a with an injury. Oh, yeah. So I think okay, it's that. This guy's certified at one fifty seven. Yeah, so it couldn't be a cutting weight thing. That's what uh, no. I was thinking. I think it's a, a the, I think it's kind of the opposite. Where if you wrestle someone that's a lot bigger than you, yeah. it's a lot harder to to stay. And they wrestled a really hard first two periods. Yeah. He had what 12, 13 points. I was like, third. you know, after that first two period, I was like, a tech is attainable here for Patrick. Right. And then yeah, it's it's kind of why three point take. I thought three point takedown so was good. was awesome uh, in this duel, and I thought that match was a great example. Like of what it's great it's like you've got that guy it's on it's looking like tech fall territory and you're maybe a decision away from coming back and getting the win there it was incredible mm-hmm. um so yeah but for iowa what do they do here you know do they uh, that's a great question what do they do um because yeah, do, you, do you burn them. Gabe's? Gabe's probably the best option by far. But then, okay, so then there's rumors Swafford's out for the year. I don't know if people are saying injury or gambling at 84. So that's like, well, who do they put in at 84? Because I have no idea the answer to that if Swafford's out. Uh, but I, it'd be a lot to ask to bump Gabe up to 84 for the entirety of the year when he's clearly a pretty. I mean, he doesn't look gigantic at 74. It looks like that's the way he probably should be. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what you do. I think it's you pick your best NCAA lineup, which is probably Gabe Arnold at seventy four. And if Kennedy can't beat him, then sorry, Patrick, go to eighty four and wrestle there. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I think you go. I think you go Kennedy seventy four, Arnold eighty four. I think Arnold at eighty four. You got all right. Parker Cut guys and Truex, Foca, Munoz, top four. That's that's a tough yeah. top four. But everybody else after that. I think. I mean, he beat six. He beat six. I think he can beat Dustin Plot. I think Gabe Arnold's right up there. Yeah, Salazar, I think, is a tough matchup for him. But after that, I think he can. I think he can beat everybody at eighty-four. Other than that, <clears throat> there's some really good four. guys in here that just haven't made made their way up yet. Like Fishback, like Fishback. for example, and Bergie. Um, those guys Bergie are down at seven, yesterday. Uh, eighteen and twenty-one. I would venture to imagine they'll be. They'll be up more towards the top, and that's going to make this uh, 84 bracket look a little um, tougher. I guess I probably would say the, probably the same thing about Gavin Hoffman. Joe Ragone says, I don't think we watched the same duel. Iowa State didn't do anything all day. Was that Joe Rogan's uh, pseudonym or what? What did you call it? Joe Rogan? R-A-G-O-N. Ragan. <laughs> funny. Uh, is that YouTube or Facebook chat? That's, oh, that's YouTube. That's YouTube. Got it. Uh so 57. Uh, do you agree with that sentiment, or is he crazy? Because I feel like Iowa State was taking a lot of shots and be, m- being more aggressive. Yeah, I have to, yeah absolutely. I, I don't agree with that. Okay. All right. Hey, so uh, I all look good. We talked about that uh, a little bit. Um, you were a big Frost then, hater. Huge Frost hater. Own it. Huge hater Frost. Frost. Listen, I'll, 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 listen, I will read you his wrestle stat. I'm going to give Evan Frost a lot. Evan Frost. You got so much better. Your wrestle stat last year, you tricked me. You lost me a pick. I went and looked at it. I will read it again. It is not, it, Kristen, the wrestle yeah. stat for Evan Frost last year, it ain't pretty. I know. It is not That's pretty. This man, 
He got yep. he got roughed up a lot. He got I'm gonna tell you he got major by Corey Land. He got major by Julian Farber. He got tech followed by Julian Farber. He got tech followed by Kyle Berwick. See, this is not a good wrestle stat. That's, and then he, he he looks great yesterday. He looked great. He whooped Brody Teske. That's analytics. I'm talking about manalytics, Ben. <laughs> you look too no, much into got, analytics. Oh my god. That's what that's, Sparks. That's what Sparks would say. I'm channeling my inner shame. Okay, um, but look, listen to that wrestle stat and tell me you <laughs> thought he had a chance against Brody Teske. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna get into it. Do you much. even know what Team Julian Farber wrestles for? I know. I don't. Ha! Exactly think, my point. I'm gonna say Bucknell. <laughs> no, he's no. the third string guy in Northern Iowa. I think Northern Iowa. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He'll. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. He's not good no, against he, the Panther he, he, Frost looked, That's allowed. Frost looked good. Frost was tough on his feet. He was tough on top. He got off bottom, and Teske's tough on top sometimes. Yeah, I thought that was a really impressive performance. Very impressive. Uh, 49. I thought it was over after the first takedown, really. Um, yes. Because I just don't. Voinovich isn't built to come from behind like that. Um, yeah. It wasn't close to a score. Swiderski he looked good. I mean, that was a, a prime example of a guy pushing to score the whole match, right? Yes. Um, yeah. I thought he looked great. I thought, you know, I think he got, what, well, his two takedowns in the first. I thought maybe he would be able to start getting close to a major, but was never able to, uh, you know, widen the gap. Yep. Well, let's talk about 57. This was crazy. This is, man, it just looked like Frannick could just, that last bit, you know, Frannick gets the only takedown on the match, sort of, and looks like he's going to win 4-2. He backs towards the out-of-bounds, and he had several stall calls to give with under 10 seconds to go. There's no way he's going to get stalled. Do you think he should have been called for stalling more times? I don't know. Maybe one more. Um, Maybe one more, yeah. That's, that's fair. Which doesn't change the match. Yeah. Maybe one more, but... I, I thought for the majority, for a lot of the match, it wasn't like the real Echemendi match where it felt like Echemendi was trying to score and real was not the, basically the whole match. I felt like Frannick had a lot of committed attacks mm-hmm. and I thought Chittum at the end earned a stall call. Maybe a point, probably not. And mm-hmm. Frannick should have just eaten the point and just backed straight up out of bounds. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, I, th- I think you, you take so much of this the words heated the battle, right? It's easy for us to like watch. We're we're detached from the situation. You think about the riding time thing with at forty one, you th- or at seventy four. You think about, um, you know, how Frantic was feeling at the end there. You think you're good. You think you got time, but you're not thinking as clearly as you would if you weren't in this crazy atmosphere. If you didn't have to wrestle really hard, I think he got he did get tired at the end there. I think Chittum's pace. It's going to keep him in a lot of matches. I was, imp- I was impressed with Cody in this match. I really did. And I think if they throw up three there at the end, I don't think Iowa fans can complain. No. He got ran behind there. At all. And you just got to back out completely there of that situation, which is like maybe not the aesthetically the move, but pragmatically get off the mat and you will win the match, right? And <laughs> you stay engaged and things happen. And, it really felt like there wasn't even going to be time for him to run behind, mm-hmm. but 
it, he it's got back close. there, and then, did we put that post up? It looks like there's a second on the clock still. Yeah, the first one you showed. Um, you said you you took a better picture. I actually mm -hmm. posted that one on Instagram. The one I sent you, uh, Tyler, you can you can pull it up. So we talk about heat of the moment too. You wonder if like Frannick is like, all right, I'm safe here. I'm like basically out of bounds. He can't get behind me, and he just just looked like he stopped, like just stopped wrestling, stopped yes. trying to defend. Man, yeah, you can kind of see the one still up behind the uh, mm -hmm. behind the ref. Yeah, if you look closely, you can see there's time on the clock. But again, the, the so the determination here, and they looked at this one. The officials took a second look, <clears throat> and they said, "This is not beyond reaction time." So, but so that's what I'm saying. Is there no takedowns with one second left? Because that you know, if you if you get behind with one second left, you could say, "Well, he could have reacted, but tire ran out." So is there no? Take down with one second left anymore. Yeah, Tyler had the uh, definition of reaction time up. I have it here in front of oh, me. Oh, you're going to love it. Get it. Read it. It says, it's determined by each individual referee and is described only as a period of time that is not instantaneous. So, not instantaneous. So, I thought, I think that is actually sort of well worded. That's fair. I, li I like that. Mm -hmm. But so not instantaneous could be, you know, 0.0. 0 0.003 seconds or something like it could be a very small amount of time yeah. i think a lot of it depends on oh, well, this is sort of an obvious statement but like what is the guy getting taken down doing right is he yes. as soon as criteria is hit is he immediately improving and clearing or is he kind of just he stuck done? there yeah frantic was stuck there real was not frantic was stuck there the moment Media got behind his feet were on the mat no knee so this this is a tough one, and but they looked at it, and all you, all you, you know, reaction time saved Frantic's hide in this one. Yeah, that that, that one's hard for me because it's like wait, there was no reaction; he just sat there. I I think it's two, and um, maybe I'm biased because Chidem's on my on my fantasy wrestling team, which I'm sure I'm going to lose that because I haven't made any moves yet. Yeah, you're uh, just not good at it either. <laughs> I just don't care. I'm not gonna do like oh, you guys wow. are the pickups and the drops. Well, you know, I need to hire. Can I hire Caleb to do my pickups and drops for me? I need to hire someone. Yeah, you can hire him. He'll I should just hire for... one of my AWA athletes. He's really into it. I bet they do a good job. They would. <clears throat> um, okay, so 57 was nuts, and you know, reaction time is always going to be a thing. And Brannick wins, and this was. This is ultimately the Iowa State so close yet so far. 57, so close yet so far. Now, 65, statement win here for, for David Carr. Yeah, I mean, that was good. This was, I felt like Caliendo was only looking reattack the entire time. I don't think he initiated very much. And I thought Carr was just on him start to finish. And this is another one that's like, mm, could, this could approach tech fall territory, which is not something that you would have thought about. I think you needed one more takedown mm -hmm. for the tech yeah it was that was dominant with as good as caliendo was last year in some of the matches that he wrestled tough guys close really impressive yeah Come yeah on. i i actually was expecting more out of caliendo i do think i picked Carr in our pickums because i think the line was just a little little too close so i think i did pick Carr, but i thought it was going to be like um you know four or five something to that effect not i did not see a 12 coming no, no, nor I. And yeah, we all picked Carr to cover the two and a half, um, which he covered easily. And, and that to me is like an example of like 
best version of, of David Carr? Like, what yeah. what is within him when he's firing that much? Because really, and, and you probably know this as well as anyone, like, he can volume attack, and he's not really vulnerable to, to like, a reattack. Um, yeah. So he can just he can just fire, kind of like Jordan, you know? Yeah. Jordan can just shoot and shoot. And David Taylor can shoot and shoot, and it, you're not going to get run behind. Cars, cars no go-behinds. No go-behinds. Cars are a little bit like that, too. And so when he has that mm-hmm. confidence and when he's just letting it go, um, he, he made it happen for sure. So very impressive by, by David Carr. Yeah, and I had great, um, you know, he, he knew they may need those points. And, you know, honestly, if uh, one of those later matches swings the other way, that, that those – Bonus points are important because Iowa got no bonus in this duel. So if they go five five, I mean that that really helps them win. Mm-hmm. We talked a little about seventy four Kennedy versus uh, Gaetan. Man, it was just like two different matches in a match. There was the early match where it was all Patrick, and the second mm-hmm. part was all Gaetan. And I don't know. I, I can't. I kind of come away like. I'm not sure either of those guys are big impact guys in, in March at this weight class. Um, maybe that's like unfair or untrue. And I'm like, for 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 Kennedy, you know, maybe we gotta let and see what he can do in a couple weeks and a month of mm-hmm. training and at the weight. But right now, that's where I'm at. Yeah, um, I I would agree, generally agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think Kennedy. I think when you look at 74, top 10 is real tough. But after that. I think he could be right up there around a, like round a twelve type mm-hmm. guy. Gaetan seems a little bit a little bit further away. Uh-huh. Is the um just just looking at Iowa's schedule, is the Soldier Salute gonna be any deeper? Are they gonna have any other good teams than they had last year or is it gonna be the same field? It it's not gonna be deep. Okay. Got it. So we're not gonna see I mean, really just kinda looking at their schedule, you know, these guys who are questions like uh, you know, an Arnold or uh um, Kennedy of where exactly do, do they stack up? We're probably not going to get a good insight into that until probably deep into the second semester because they got they got Columbia, they got Penn, they got the Soldier Salute, right? And then they start getting into their Big Ten schedule. So you know we're not going to get that super good insight to where all their guys are at till probably a bit later. Yeah, Soldier Salute's interesting for. Uh... Kennedy only and like Kate DeVos is going to be there. Oh yeah, who's tough? That'd be he's tough. that'd be a good measuring stick. Like, I uh, feel like he's Ben Berge would be tough for uh, Arnold because he he's he's well, scrappy. And then also, uh, Kat Geisen and Salazar. But if they They're if g- they send their best, really, they're going to be there. It says Northern Iowa. I don't, but they, I don't know if they they didn't. Send I think their, Northern Iowa sent like uh, second stringers last. Yeah, year. Yeah, you're right. They didn't send their correctly. starters last year. Yeah. Uh, okay. 84, we've talked about. 97, we touched on. Glazier, easily. Younger, easily over Bradley Hill. And was sort of, you know, Jordan tweeted it. It was sort of anticlimactic finish because there wasn't really a hard scrap at 97, and then the duel was over for heavyweight. But, man, the first eight just delivered in such a way. It, it was incredible. Yeah. Broderson couldn't freaking get close to a leg in the third period. No. It was not good. He, I don't know that he attempted 
He did. He did the little um, what do you call? It, where he like drop, kind of drop low, and but then he like he didn't actually like drop low and, and move forward. You know, mm-hmm. it was like he was looking for an opening and it wasn't there, so he never actually committed anything. But it was like, dude, you're. I don't know if you lose if you lose this, the duel's over. So you probably need to commit to something at some point. Yeah. Like let's freaking go. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got so many questions. I think we should. We so should start, many. We start getting to them. Um, we already talked about Ken Wilson asked about Swafford, Arnold, what they're going to do at eighty four. Remains to be seen. Uh, I'd be. Is there anyone else on the roster that we're, we have not brought up that could be at those uh, spots? Riggins, I think, weighed in maybe at eighty four. Mm-hmm. Who? Aiden oh, Aiden Riggins. Riggins. Aiden Riggins. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Probably not great. Okay, I think this is anecdotal, but I'll ask it. <clears throat> Go for it. There were only four back points scored in the duel. By Evan Frost, uh, riding time was not a factor in any match. Was Kale right? Has Matt Wrestling been disproportionately diminished by the three-point takedown? I, yes. I, no. I mean, <laughs> yes. listen, a- absolutely not. Absolutely. If, if people will not choose, listen, you can't say Matt Wrestling's be- been de-incentivized. I take of course I can. Hold I on. called that the well, day happened. Let me, let me go. You can't say Matt Wrestling's totally, if I'm at the end of a match, right, I'm a wrestler. I was like, man. Matt Wrestling's totally de-incentivized. All right, what do you want? Uh, bottom. Okay, neutral. All right, well, you're not trying. You're not trying to turn. That's what's... De- if you're not trying to turn anyone, you are de-incentivizing, not the rules. Real Woods de incentivizing you're picking one Hold position. On. You're not picking Matt Wrestling. You're picking top right now. Well, yeah, that's what... It's, yeah. Well, no, it's bottom two. I mean, I listen, I, I've, I made the point in the Arnold match, and I made it... It was multiple matches... The previous week, Feldman, and I don't recall who else, but it was happened a lot. It used to be that, and this, this, don't make me bring Shane Sparks on here and let him go off for 20 minutes. Getting escape is hard. Yeah. Getting out of bottom, I'll push you down there. Tell me two of those isn't worth a takedown. Well, Feldman, it used to Feldman be, is a great example. Feldman was going to lose that match. He got a takedown with one second left to, to and win. He wins. He, yeah, and he won, but he was about to, he was about to lose. He but he wouldn't have won in previous in the in previous scoring system, a takedown. So there's two things, right? A takedown is worth two points. Two escapes is worth two points, or an escape plus ride time is worth two points, right? Those would all be two two matches going to overtime. And you know, honestly, maybe you're thinking, I actually like the fact that because it's kind of like a freestyle thing, right? I like the fact that someone's winning and someone is losing. Therefore, we know who needs to go get the takedown. But if it's tied to two, they're more likely to sit there. I mean, I understand you can have that thought, but the notion that one takedown uh, beats two escapes or escape and ride time and it, or an escape and stalling, and it did not last year. Last year it did not. Matt wrestling has been de-incentivized. There's really no way to argue that. I. I I'm really struggling to see that, Christian, when I can provide you so many scenarios. There's a whole bunch of matches this year that will be one that would not have been one last year because the takedown was worth three and not worth two. Well, I could play the same game that... How? Not that, not that results would be different, but or not that the year-over-year results would be different, but it's just tactically wrestlers, I think to their own detriment, are choosing to go to places that are less advantageous and not taking advantage of their advantage. Um, and I think we saw that. Then, in, I th- thought we saw that in, in full display at this, at this duel between Feldkamp and Real Woods. I think it de-incentivizes the worst part of Matt wrestling, yes. which is just riding to get your point. Mm-hmm. Because they did incentivize turning, 
by adding the four point near fall, which is good. I think that that's a good thing, but I, I think it does de-incentivize just riding to get a point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's exactly. Not. Yeah, but uh, so I see what you're saying there. And I, and I, and you know what, honestly, I could, I could totally see what you're saying of, if you say, I think neutral wrestling should have been more emphasized. I think it makes the product more exciting. And I actually like the fact that it brings the tech fall closer, but I think we could have done the same thing by bringing the point margins down for tech fall and major. So I can see if you want to say, I like those things, but I don't really see, and I think that's a fair argument, but I don't see how you can make the argument that it did not de-incentivize Matt wrestling when we're saying previously all of these scenarios would be ties going to overtime and now they're not ties the guy who got the one takedown the singular takedown in the neutral position is the winner i just don't really understand how you can make the argument i think it's obvious and i think you guys are being stubborn mm. i agree with you i think okay I think Matt so christian's only being stubborn is incentivized <laughs> I, I think to a certain degree i think there's just a massive overreaction to it um the the impact I think is is given way more I just, weight. Uh, I just Christian, I just pointed out to you in multiple matches within the first two weeks of the season. How do you how are you just neglecting that totally? It's because it's because you you like you like what it's creating, which is fine. I'm fine with that. But it's also obvious to see this is de incentivizing. These two things that used to be equal are not equal anymore. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. But okay. the degree is where I guess I disagree. The degree, huh? The degree of the impact. Oh, Matt Wrestling, it's just totally irrelevant. It's totally this and that. I'm not, I did not say, but that wasn't me. I didn't say irrelevant. I didn't say irrelevant. What I'm bringing up is multiple scenarios that that would have been equal last year are now not equal, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, if I look through every single match, we're talking about a couple duels that I'm bringing up, you know, 10 to 20% of the matches are, are ending in this scenario. Like, that's kind of a significant amount of matches that have a different outcome because of a different scoring system. Yes. So, yes, I, I would say de-incentivized. I, I would say, and I think, listen, I would say the three-point takedown people, uh, and I would say the three-point takedown has created a better product for a variety of reasons, but I would also say it has de-incentivized mat wrestling. And, like, one of the things would be the quicker tech falls and majors, more bonus, but I would say you could have also done that by bringing the points down. But, you know, like not having all these ties, because there was a whole bunch of scenarios that I just laid out that were ties last year that are now not ties. And that kind of makes it more interesting because one of the guys has to go try to win and the other guy's already winning. So um, that does make it more interesting. Yeah, I think the one thing, maybe a counter, is like look at what Carter Starachi just did to Makai Lewis, like where he was like, okay, now I can't, mm-hmm. now I got to turn. I need, I have to like figure out a way to, to turn my guys and not just, not just ride. And yeah. maybe we pigeonhole him more into that, like just the rider. But like, I feel like listening yeah. to him talk and like even just watching what he did is like, okay, he, he figured it out on top and now he wants to really turn guys. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, to me, that's the example I'd point. You could point to anecdotal, you know, examples I can too. Um, um, next question. What was your biggest surprise of the duel, Ben? Biggest surprise? Hmm. Uh, 25, 30. 
I would say I would probably say Etchemendi being so competitive with Real Woods. I think mm-hmm. I want to say we all picked Woods by a seven and a half point spread, which means we thought he was going to win by eight or more. I think yeah. you could say you know we talked about the potential of him shutting him down in neutral, um, and that was also what happened. So maybe you say we weren't as surprised, but we all did pick the seven and a half point over for Real Woods, which I think speaks to the surprise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess think... the second one would be Carr also. I did not think he was going to win by that much. And the third one, you know, uh, and this got, honestly, you'd say by rankings, but when they put Arnold out there, I'm like, oh, he's kind of got a decent chance of winning. Yeah. No, I. it was totally in my mind that that was the move to make and that Gabe had matched up actually really well against him. Um, Frost winning was, was a big surprise for me. Um, My biggest surprise was that Iowa won after I watched the first six matches. Mm-hmm. Like after 165, I'm like, "All right, Iowa State's gonna win." And then oh. <laughs> the, last, the last four matches, I was like, "Oh man, I didn't, I didn't see this coming." Yeah, yeah, because Iowa had to win three of those to because yeah. you knew you knew heavyweight was not, so they right. essentially had to win the three in a row to win. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. Real Woods is obviously the favorite four to one. But is it fair to say you could also see him not making the finals, Ben? Who's going to beat him? Um, n- no, I-, I think he's still the prohibitive favorite. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he 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 has matches where he's vulnerable. Um, he's not he's not like Starachi level, Brooks level lock to make a final. That's- Yes, um, even Kirkfleet, but he's a, he's the leader, kind of that second lock to make a final, that second group of guys I just have extremely high confidence in. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, that's her. Um, but it could happen. I mean, if he if he wrestles a lot of matches like that, which he doesn't normally, but if he does, then you're you're playing a dangerous game there. Um, Next question. And yeah, the Swafford thing, it, it does sound like it's more rumor mill than anything, but he's he's out, and I think it's related to the reasons other guys are out for, for Iowa. I don't know why it was late, and he was able to That's wrestle, weird. and then I don't know if it slipped through the cracks or what, whatever happened there, but I think he's, think he's out. But nothing, nothing confirmed there. Uh, okay. Do, do, do. Any questions that are standing out to you, Benjamin? Oh, sorry, I, I, was, uh, I kind of just let you pick the questions yeah, uh, I know. sometimes. But sometimes I'm, you peruse. Um, What's the deal with Gabe Arnold's knee, backwards knee pad on his left leg? Yeah, he does that. I, I, br- I brought this up last year. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, his dad sent me a message and said it adds some cushioning or something back there. I don't like it at all because I think if I were to shoot a single leg, that would be roughly where I'm grabbing. And if I'm going to slip a little bit, it's going to inhibit my ability to score the single leg. So I say turn that sucker around or don't wear it. I remember uh, I got a – we freaking – you know, it's Buffalo Gap. And first-year wrestler <laughs> goes out there. He goes out there, and um, he the ref, who's a jerk, let's be honest. This kid's 14, and he can barely dress himself. He hits him for a point, technical violation, because he had his knee pads not pulled all the way up. And it's like, you're not wearing the equipment properly. I was like, all right, bro, can't you just tell him, pull up your... But anyway, he's not wearing the knee pad properly. You're you're supposed to... That is supposed to go on the front. 
Um, now it shouldn't be a point, yeah. but it is kind of a weird thing. And yeah, you think about that single leg finish, you want to get kind of neck tight there. It's a lot harder. Well, yeah. I'm saying even in the beginning, like as I'm shooting and say he sprawls and I'm getting my hand on the leg, like there's a decent chance as he sprawls, my hand's going to hit like right behind the knee there. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have like a solid grip, it's going to slide, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. His dad, his dad says he sent me a message because we did bring it up before that it's for padding uh, for, I don't recall exactly what the padding's for. Um, but, uh, I, I don't like it. You should have to wear it properly. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, it didn't matter because Feldkamp didn't, didn't yeah. attack the leg. <laughs> Feldkamp don't shoot, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, fair question there. Ma'am, uh, John, mm. what else happened this week in wrestling? Um, what, what's, uh, what's South cooking? Dakota had a decent run against uh, Minnesota. Man, they missed Berge and Carlson. Yeah, they have yeah. those two guys. It's a, it's a different, different duel. Tanner Cook... Not man, that was a rough one for for Tanner. They they Lane Brenner, Wisconsin standout, Stand crash up. train baby, let's go. Um, but yeah, Cook, that was a that was a big match there because South Dakota State ups you know Tanner Jordan upsets McKee, then they win at the last second at one thirty three. You're like, okay, this could get interesting, and then you know no Carlson for the reason we we kind of knew why he was out of the All Star, but Berkey being out I didn't realize was a was a thing. And so, if they want to pull an upset, you, you're going to need all your horses there. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Other than that. But there you there, I looked at the track thing, and there was almost no other uh, duels this weekend. No, there wasn't much. It's just, in my mind, it's just gearing up for uh, CKLV this weekend. 100%. Oh, yeah. going to be incredible. Kozak's first CKLV. It's my first. It's I'm gonna excited. It's going to be fun. Uh, of note, Matt Town happened. Cornell entered oh, nine 174-pounders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? Um, nine. That's right. Um, Wait, how, I got to look at these results here. Matt Town Open, baby. Let's go. It's on Arena. So, but okay. uh, the most notable thing, actually, was Kurt McHenry wrestled for Penn State at 125, didn't win the tournament. Greg Diakamahalis won. He pinned Carson Wagner, who beat McHenry decisively. So, it feels like there's a, the data is there that says Braden Davis is – Right now, the best 125 option for Penn State. So it's just a matter of will they pull his shirt and use him? That's the question. <clears throat> so they had nine. Yeah. They had nine Cornell wrestlers, but then they had two Spartan Combat oh, yeah. wrestlers. So they really had eleven. They had eleven. Yeah, yeah. Holy and uh, Simon Ruiz won, who is a was listed as Spartan Combat. Mm-hmm. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's great. Damn. Yeah, not not much else happening. Um, um, for the uh, CKLV, we do a big preview on Thursday or what? That's the plan, man. Oh, baby. When you go I will, to Australia. I, listen, I will attempt to be here. It will be 1.30 a.m. in uh, Australia. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be on the show. We for sure can't do that one in the uh, afternoon because I'm flying okay. in the afternoon to, to Las Vegas. So mm. you have to get to, when do you When do you leave? Are you worried about Kozak going on a bender in Vegas? I'm extremely worried about that. In fact, we're, I'm going to have C on chaperone him the whole time. And chaperone him through. <laughs> Ollie, Ollie C on chaperone. The likelihood Ollie's, of a bender goes up by about 100%. Yeah, yeah, right. So Ollie's bit for me is he always asks me how much it's, it'll take for me to 
to just go wild. Yeah. So he he like sets a like a limit. It's like would you would you get would you get wasted for fifty thousand or I don't know what he says. Yeah, but, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, John. John's It's a lot of money. John is like Ben. It's it's pretty rare. I'm in a group of three, and I've uh, I've drank considerably less than than the other people. But in this situation with Ben and John, I'm I'm the far and away leader in, yeah. in degeneracy. <laughs> um, uh. but yeah, it won't take much. J- John is so easily compromised. That's it's, true. it's insane. <laughs> no, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna too be fun. funny. We'll do a um, full... Hey, a, a news dump that we. It, it was. It's not getting as much attention, but Daniel Zapater to NC State. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty big pickup. Um, you know, he beat Bo Bassett, who's number one. Uh, but the, the thing I thought was, I feel like he's a forty-one most likely, and they got Coy Buskins, and he's really tough, and he's wrestling forty-one right now. Uh, but then you know, NC State's getting a really good and deep roster. Uh, but I think that's a big pickup for NC State. It is, and they've got some time to to figure it out and have guys grow or not grow. Um, because, you know, how long is is Arrington a 49? That's a question, right? Zapata, Zapata's a junior, right? He's a junior. He's a junior. Yes. So he got this year. He's got next year. He's got a red shirt. So we're talking. Uh, I don't think right. he's, he's honestly don't junior. think he's going to be a 41 by the time. That is uh, true facts. By the time that all rolls around. He might be a 49, 57 at that point. Okay. Cool. I think we can call it. Okay. Fun show. No other questions. Jeez. No, let's get out of here. These people got late. They got lazy over Thanksgiving break. Not me, baby. Thank <laughs> you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back Thursday. Full CKLV preview. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Ben and John. We'll see you then. Have a great Monday. Goodbye. See ya.